Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Whoa, that's me. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio. It's funny, I was just on Twitter and uh, Uncle Bill had tweeted me that he was all upset because Microsoft will not be supporting XP after 2014. So I tweeted the link to the official Microsoft countdown widget. You'd be surprised when I was at NASA, I saw a lot of systems running XP and even Windows 2000. But somebody who really knows all this stuff and, you know, we talk about not getting rid of technology if it works for you. So why do we always have to upgrade? It gives us a lot of headaches. Ed Bott is one of my favorite tech writers. He writes fabulous tech books. But better than that, not only does he write books, he knows his stuff and can talk about it, which really is a rarity among authors. (laughs) Ed, are you with me? Hello? Hello? Ed? It's Bob calling. How are you, Marcia? Oh, how did I get Bob? <laughs> I don't know. I've been hanging on, and uh, my phones have been acting crazy lately, and so I thought I wanted to say, call and say hello and see how everybody's doing. I'm sorry. I think that was a technical mistake on my part. I think. <laughs> well, it was good Good to hear you. Um, Weston, you let me know when Ed gets on the line, okay? Yeah, I'm so sorry. Let me get Ed in a second. So, Bob, what's up in San Diego? Bob's a long-time listener. He's been listening to our show since we've been back at KBC back in way long days ago. Right, before <laughs> Uh, before 2008, when you February, when you started this show, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, no. What, I tell you what happened. Uh, I'm on my 16th trio 755, and last week I, I I said, you know, I haven't been able to get WS Radio, so I did it, and all of a sudden I'm listening to you. I tried it again this week, and it didn't work. And they said they had some problems, and that's maybe why it worked last week, but not this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's. Totally amazing. Totally amazing. Well, I'm glad to hear it works. <laughs> well, no, it didn't work today, but I'm on the, I called in, I called in on your old 877 number. It didn't work. Finally, I called a couple of your colleagues over in the studio and finally I got the correct number. Uh, <laughs> this is so weird. This is so weird. Uh, Weston, I just sent you another number. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's funny that you called in. I thought you were Ed Bott, and I'm singing his praises. You're going to enjoy that. Um, it's funny that I got a great, um, let me think. Uh, somebody gave me a Blackberry, and I was playing around with it. Yeah, I just don't get it. <laughs> but thank you so much, really, for stopping by and calling me, Bob. It's nice to hear from you. Say hello to Mark next week, and I'll try and if I can, call, I can just call in and listen on the radio on the radio show if they just put me on hold, which will be better than trying to figure it out on the internet when I'm out of the house. Well, we got the WS Radio app for the BlackBerry, so give it a try. Well, no, I don't have a BlackBerry. I'm still with my old Palm Trio 755. Oh goodness! Oh well, <laughs> thank you for listening. Okay. Stay well. Thank you. Okay, Weston, do we have Ed Bott with us? Yes, we do. I apologize. <laughs> Ed, sorry. Whoa, technical. I thought you were sitting there on the line listening. <laughs> here, here I am. <laughs> Hi, did, you at least, did you at least hear the stunning intro I gave you? <laughs> I missed it completely. Well, I said you were one of the few tech authors who could actually talk about technology. <laughs> 
Oh, you're usually, making me blush. <laughs> no, it's usually true. You know, we get. A, yeah. I've had a lot of tech authors on the line with me, and they write brilliant stuff. But when it comes to talking off the cuff about the technology, it just doesn't work. Somebody tweeted me earlier today, which was kind of funny. Um, they were bemoaning the fact that Windows XP was going to be gone in 2014. So I suggested he download the official widget, you know, the Microsoft Countdown widget. Exactly. Did you see some of the questions that uh, people were tweeting to you? I, I only saw two. If there were others, I must have missed them, but they were two good questions. Well, Walt French in Oakland yep. wanted to know, um, where, what will Win8 bring to the ordinary desktop user, and what's the likely adoption curve for enterprise use? Okay, well, those are two great questions. So, number one, uh, what Windows 8 is going to bring to the the average user is access to a whole new range of hardware devices, uh, and particularly tablets and low-power ARM-based devices. Uh, and the, the interesting thing about that is that it will allow the sort of traditional PC-based Windows applications to continue to run, so you can use all of those things without giving them up, but you'll also have access to uh, touch-based, uh, tablet-based things in form factors that are similar to an iPad or an Android tablet, uh, and so you'll be able to get the best of both worlds with those. As far as the Windows desktop goes, um, most of the features are going to be pretty similar to what you already have with Windows 7, with the exception of, uh, of a new interface that has a bit of a learning curve, and we'll probably talk about that some more later. As well, far you as know, enterprises the, the go... Okay, go, go ahead. Yeah, just, just, to, just to wrap that up there, as far as enterprises go, enterprises are always one generation behind the curve. There are a handful of early adopters out there, but you know, still 50% of, of enterprise users are still using Windows XP today, um, and most of them are planning their migration to Windows 7 right now. So I'd say you know, when Windows 8 comes out later this year, they'll be looking at it and going, okay, we'll think about this in a year. Great. Right, you know what, and, and one of the things, well, let's do the, before we do the other question, because it is Apple oriented, um, right. I love the new Windows 8 Metro interface. It's lovely, especially because I have a 23 inch touch screen. <laughs> but nice. how, how difficult will the upgrade be for the average Windows 7 user? Because it was a big deal going from the Vista to Windows 7. Will it be as much of a big deal? You mean the, the actual mechanics of the upgrade process? Well, will it be as compatible, Windows 8 to Windows 7? Oh, very, very, very much so. Um, I, you know, I, I've tried a few upgrades around here, and, and the desktop portion of Windows 8, the, the part that runs things like Microsoft Office and iTunes and QuickBooks and all of the programs that, uh, that people rely on a Windows PC, uh, for those things are just going to continue to run and look and act exactly like they do under under Windows 7. Um, and you've got so you've got this extra stuff that you have available to you in in the form of the new Metro style apps, and you have you know a few additional things to learn how to use on the new search and start screens, but. From an upgrade point of view, uh, you know, if you if you got over the hump with Windows 7 
you'll you won't even notice uh, the the odds that you'll have an application that won't run on Windows 8 are are microscopic. The only things that will fit into that category are the things that always fit into that category, which is you know antivirus software and disk utilities and things like that, which have to be updated to take advantage of a, a new operating system anyway. And all of those software developers are, are on the case with that, with those things already. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so let me see. We had somebody else ask. I want to keep all the Windows questions together. Okay. Um, someone's been using Windows 8 since day one of CP. What about link presence in the mail app a la Outlook? Or maybe you okay. sync? Yeah, okay. For, for, uh, now, that one's going to be a mystery to a lot of listeners, I suspect, because link... <laughs> Is, is one of those apps, uh, spelled L-Y-N-C. It's one of those Microsoft apps that if you use it, you love it, and, but, um, but very few people use it because it's a, uh, it's a corporate application. It's Microsoft's, uh, it's their instant messaging application that runs with Exchange Server. And so, in fact, you can use it to replace uh, AOL uh, Instant Messenger since AOL uh, managed to suspend your account there. <laughs> uh, and it, it's really a great instant messaging program. I don't know uh, right away that there's going to be uh, an application for it for Windows 8. However, Microsoft has announced that they're going to be releasing Office 15, the next version of Office, at the end of the year, at the same time as Windows 8, and of course, Link is a part of the Office family, so it it should be in there. Um, it's one of those programs that I wish they would take and um, make it more accessible to the masses because it's it's really great. It can tie all of your instant messaging together. It could, you know, now that Microsoft owns Skype, they could use Link as a uh, as, as a way to uh, you know enable. Internet phone calls and video chats and such too. It's a tremendous opportunity for them, but um, it, you know it's going to be one of those things where we're just going to have to wait for it to appear. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was lucky enough to use a Windows 8 tablet when I was in Redmond, and the handwriting recognition was absolutely amazing. But one quick question from me: uh, We're going to the break in just uh, about 30 seconds. But I want to know, I have Office 2010, and Outlook is so different, so massively different than it was before. I don't even know how to stop it from syncing. I mean, I think that there's got to be a book out there, isn't there, Ed? There's one called Office 2010 Inside Out. Really? Uh, and who wrote that? That <laughs> would have been me and my partner, <laughs> Carl Seekert. Um, and I'll make sure you get a copy of that if you don't have it already. I do not have that. I really, it's, uh, I love using my Outlook and yet it syncs every time I go, no, 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 I want to store the email here. I don't want to delete it. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a, quite a question. When we get back from the break, we have a question on why Apple is not facing the same antitrust efforts as Microsoft during its m position of dominance, which I think it's coming back into. Um, I want your opinion on this. So. When we get back, it's me and Ed Bott on WS Radio. We're talking tech on the worldwide leader of Internet Talk.
You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD Now V-Series solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Do you have an idea or an invention and not sure what to do next? Take the first step and get your copy of the book, You and Your Big Ideas by Brian Freed. From protecting your idea to developing it and bringing your product to market, this handy resource guide is a must-have for every inventor, innovator, and entrepreneur. This book is all about you and your big ideas and bringing them to life. Only $10.95. Order now and also receive your free product evaluation kit with the book. Call now. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. I have some good news for a change. With the stressful times upon us, having a regular glass of wine has proved in many studies to reduce stress. Want some more stress-relieving tips? VinVillage.com is an exciting new social organization connecting wine lovers around the country with an exclusive local and online wine lifestyle experience. VinVillage members can meet others online and in person, attend wine dinners and tastings, participate in forums, blogs, and wikis, purchase limited and exclusive wines, even create your own wine. You heard me. Create your own wine. And best yet, membership is free. So reduce some of the stress and have some fun. Join now and connect with thousands of other like-minded wine lovers. To learn more, go to VinVillage.com. That's www.VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back. Glad to have you back with us. I have, and I'm not going to waste any time here, because we have Ed Bott on the line. He's so smart, and he really has something to share with everybody. So, Ed, last question that we got from the Twitter audience. Why is Apple not facing the same antitrust efforts as Microsoft did? Well, the interesting thing is they, they have, just this past week, uh, attracted some antitrust in, uh, interest from the Department of Justice, uh, which actually filed a lawsuit against Apple and the five big 
uh, American or worldwide publishers um, alleging that they had engaged in a price-fixing conspiracy. Now, several of those publishers have already settled with the DOJ, but Apple and two of the publishers said they're going to fight the allegations. They don't think they've done anything wrong. Uh, but, you know, the real reason that uh, you know, Apple's been tremendously successful, but they've also been very clever at managing to not achieve the level of dominance in the industry that Microsoft did. Back in the 1990s, when uh, Microsoft faced antitrust scrutiny for the first time, they had a market share that was in excess of 95%, and they, wow. they literally had um, a monopoly. Uh, Apple has very strong competition in just about every segment that they're in. Uh, the Android handsets for phones, for example, actually sell more models than Apple sells iPhones, although Apple makes probably a thousand times the profit that the Android manufacturers do. So Apple's been very careful about being successful without, uh, without forming a monopoly. you got to give them credit for that. Now, we had another question from Charles Arthur of The Guardian. Ooh. Uh, he wants to know, he, did he read somewhere this week that Windows 7 is now at a 40% enterprise adoption? Uh, you know, I saw a similar figure this week, uh, but I don't have it uh, at, my, at my fingertips right now. But that sounds right. Um, and I think this ties back in with, with uh, one of the things you mentioned earlier, and by the way, Charles is one of my favorite journalists. He's a technology editor for The Guardian UK um, and uh, also a very smart uh, and, and interesting reporter. Just well, I've put sure him on my secret list now, and I'm going to be in the UK later this year, so uh, I'm going to connect yeah, you want to make sure You want to make sure you, you seek him out. I think you mentioned the, um, the Windows XP countdown, and right. I think I, we're, we're now uh, well under two years until the point where all support for Windows XP will stop completely. Microsoft says, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, no extensions. And I think what you're beginning to see now is uh, the corporate world is going, okay, I guess we better get serious about this because we can't be waiting until the last minute um, uh, because there won't be an opportunity a, a year from now for the kind of uh, what they call remediation that they right. need to do. Uh, you know, if you have a, a big, important corporate app that, that runs your business, um, you need to you need to make sure that it runs on on windows 7 and that's a process that can take months or even years oh, so i think I, I, yeah you, you you know that and so you know they, i think the, the fire has been lit underneath uh corporate it departments and they're trying to move uh, away from xp and windows 7 is the logical candidate for them as I said, Ed, I was at NASA. I was at Mission Control, and I was in in their server room. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have been, but and I took a few pictures. They are still running some Windows 2000 back there. Believe it or not. Yeah, um, and now the interesting thing is that uh, Microsoft will support some, some operating systems even after they're technically out of support. But the companies and governmental organizations and such that, that get that special support have to pay very, very dearly for it. Mm, uh, you know, you gotta write some, you gotta write some pretty big checks for that. And, uh, and, and so, you know, IT departments are always weighing these factors. You know, do we wanna, we, it's, it's the old, you know, 
it, it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality right, right, right. versus versus the you know in in today's uh, online world where you know you you really need to think about security and and honestly a thirteen year old operating system uh, just wasn't engineered for the kind of security that you need in uh, in twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. Wow. Wow. You're right. You're absolutely right. So tell me, because I don't want to run out of time. I want to hear a little bit about Windows 8 Head Start. Sure. That's uh, uh, this is a, a new company that I've started with a couple of partners, one of whom is my uh, longtime literary agent. And uh, we got tired of traditional publishers, so we started a company called Fair Trade Digital Exchange. And... Uh, and the first, we've got uh, half a dozen titles out there now. And one of the things that I've been able to do is to write uh, e-books that, uh, that are around Windows 8. Now, normally, at, at this time in the development cycle of an operating system, I would be testing it and, and taking notes and maybe writing blog posts, but you wouldn't see my book until sometime around... October of this year when Microsoft is ready to release the operating system. But what I've been able to do with Fairtrade DX is we had a, uh, a first edition that came out after the developer preview of Windows 8. Uh, that was released in September, and we had, we had the book ready in November. Then Microsoft released the consumer preview, which uh, millions of people are using, uh, Microsoft announced yesterday and mm-hmm. so that that was released on february 29th and uh just this week we we released the consumer preview edition of the book which is you know, 223 pages uh mm-hmm. pdf kindle nook uh you know generic e-reader formats any any e-reader device that you've got or pc you can uh, you can read the book and and then I'm going to continue to be working on it, and it'll probably be a 400 to 450-page book by the time the final version of Windows 8 comes out. So we're, we're pretty excited about the fact that we can turn the, the publishing process very, very quickly and release books um, it, you know, that, that can help people use the software even while they're testing it. Fabulous, fabulous. That's, you know, I'll make sure you get a copy of that also. Well, I want to ask you, interestingly enough, we're, we have a short time left, but digital publishing. And, and I see, you know, you're start, you've been traditional publishing as I have for many years. Exactly. What spurred you to start doing your own? And uh, so when do I get in on it? <laughs> well, we can talk about that part offline. But I think what, what, really, what really spurred uh, us to start this is, uh, you know, number one, we've watched the trends of, of, you know, traditional print sales going down and, and people really migrating towards, uh, towards ebooks. Um, and they want the, the, um, they want the immediacy of publishing and, uh, of, of digital publishing. Um, they want the, the ability to get, you know, quick revisions and not mm-hmm. have something that's sitting on a shelf. And then from an author's point of view, uh, I was, frankly tired of traditional publishers who were paying the exact same relatively small royalty rate for a digital book that they were for a uh, for a, a, a printed book when you know I understand why the royalty rates for a printed book are small you know print costs a lot of money you know 
putting those books on trucks and sending them to bookstores and warehouses everywhere and then taking them back as returns, that's a lot of risk that the publishers are taking. But with exactly. e-books, with e-books, none of that is there. And, you know, so we've been asking for years for a, a fairer split on the royalties, and they haven't been willing to do it. So we said, fine, we'll do it ourselves. And our split with our authors is 50-50. I love it. I love it. You know, we're just about out of time, and there's always so much to talk about. Ed, will you actually come up? Maybe I can just push him off the show, and and we can do the whole show together. How would that work for you? (laughs) I'm I'm ready for you. (laughs) I love it, and I'm going to give you a call after the show. Thank you so much for being with us, and thank you, Charles Arthur. I just bought your book. So there you go, another week of Tech Radio. See you next week. And don't text and drive because I love you and I miss you. And thanks for listening. This is Marsha Collier on WS Radio. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. When it comes to purchasing your next digital camera, there is only one name you need to remember, Canon. Since 1996, Canon has sold more than 100 million compact digital cameras. Their product line covers the gambit from simple to shoot to the camera that the pros use with eye-popping results. For those priceless family shots, Canon is the name you can trust. To check out their entire line, log on to Canon.com. That's the only name you need to know, Canon.com. Bring the San Diego sun inside through spotless windows from Blue Ocean Window Cleaning. Dirty smeared windows keep us from the bright sunny days we love. Get back that spring day feeling with a professional window cleaning from Blue Ocean. Affordable, thorough, and necessary. Clean windows will bring the new life to your home or business. Get a quote online anytime at blueoceancleaning.com and find out how bright your world can be through spotless windows from Blue Ocean. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Thank you for listening to WS Radio. If you are not listening on your smartphone, we have just made it a lot easier with our new WS Radio 2.0 iPhone, BlackBerry, and Android apps. Just search for WS Radio in the iPhone store, BlackBerry, and Android market. They are all free downloads so you can listen live or on demand to your favorite show. For more information, log on to wsradio.com forward slash mobile. That is wsradio.com forward slash mobile. 
Every 10 seconds in the United States, someone starts a home-based business. Tens of thousands are waking up to the fact that there's a better way to make a living. If you desire independence and have a good old American work ethic, then you must come to the Work at Home Business Expo, March 3rd and 4th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Get informed. Make good decisions for you and your family. Log on to WorkAtHomeBusinessExpo.com and see where your future lies. WorkAtHomeBusinessExpo.com.